Oh, Georgie D, I'm saying to myself, thus spakes a true educator. Yes, you've made the point about the very high value of feedback given by somebody who basically knows how to give it well. And you also, I think, uh, what else did you say that I... Well, that was the key point I, I, I made out. And I just, I'd like to add to it because... This has been part of my job for many years, uh, uh, feedback. So it's d some useful questions, which I'm sure you can think of. Is The question is, does the person want feedback, number one? Secondly, what do they want feedback about? Because it, there may be a load of things. And thirdly, how much feedback do they want about that? I gave up using the word criticism, even in the phrase constructive criticism, a long time ago. I, it, it bothered me that I think the word criticism is irredeemably identified with putting somebody down. So I um, went to using feedback which encourages the person to keep on doing something that they're doing and feedback which encourages somebody to change what they're doing in some way. So I don't use uh, positive and negative feedback uh, at all. I, uh, I take the, you know, that's in my language and that's the language I've used in training people for as long as I can remember. Mr. Paul O'Mani, seeing as I had the lovely ambient sounds of horses in the background of your call-ins, I'm responding in kind with the sounds of a Sunday afternoon in the park near my house with the lake birds in the background. It's quite sublime out here this afternoon, Paul. Yeah, I agree. I don't like the word, the phrase constructive criticism either, because criticism is inherently negative. Um, I think constructive analysis would probably be a better fit, but yeah, feedback is great. That's a good term. I can't publish your call-ins until you publish mine, otherwise it won't fit into a correct storyline, Paul. <laughs> so I'm going to hold off on publishing your call-ins. But um, yeah, look, I could go into a whole theory of how I give feedback in a training situation, but it's long and I only have a few seconds left. Basically, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. That's the theory. Okay, Georgie T over and out. Earlier today I was thinking and talking about feedback and uh, purple cakes and um, Georgie D. Their thoughts were very much on my mind and I, the matter of feedback and how to how to talk with people about what they're doing in a way that might be helpful to them. And then along comes Duane, who out of the blue puts it up as octocore number eight and offers to 
give feedback to anyone who calls into him about their station. And then Duan did something, I think, uh, remarkable, typical of him, really, in my opinion. Did something remarkable. He called into himself and he gave himself some feedback. This is the best feedback you can ever get, the feedback you get from yourself. Other people do their best to offer you feedback, but the one that really makes a difference in my experience is what you say to yourself. So I'm going to play Duane's invitation to you, and then I'm going to play what Duane has to say by way of feedback to himself. And I want to thank Duane for doing this. The fact that I called into him asking him for feedback about me is neither here nor there because what Duane is doing for himself is, I think, tremendous. It's evening time in my kitchen. The dishwasher is working. I was, uh, the, the, the grapefruit is finished, the chocolate is gone, the cup of tea is gone. And I just got a call in from Duane about feedback, and this is very welcome. I, I'm, this is a topic uh, which I think is, is uh, well, it's of a great interest to me anyway to think about what people have to say about your audio. Anyway, have a listen to Duane. He, he's a straight-talking kind of guy, really. Yeah, let's, let's uh, see what Duane has to say. You asked a question about the praise, um, and can it be too much praise? I don't mind the praise most of the time, but I think when the person praises you like for a reciprocal reaction, that's when it's I don't like that because uh, it's you know, it's, it's it's not about that person. That person is saying something about me. So a lot of times on Anchor, I will get that from people. They'll say, oh, I love your stuff. And I'll be like, oh, thanks. And, you know they stopped talking to me. <laughs> it's like, what was I supposed to say? Was I supposed to say, thank you very much. Oh my God, here, I'm going to favorite your station. I'm going to applaud everything. And I feel sometimes that's why people do it. They, they kind of know that they play the game that, it, you know, you scratch their back, they'll scratch yours. And I'm just, I'm not that tit for tat type of guy. If you scratch my back, I'll feel good, but you know, I'm just going to go about my day and there won't be no scratching for your back. And I find that feedback that I can get from people, sometimes it's more in the action and not in the words. I've had some people who said they liked my stuff. Um, soon as we had a falling out, they hated everything I did. So I, I don't even count it as genuine because it shouldn't matter if we are in best terms or not. If you, if you like my stuff, you like it. So, um, and also too, like support. Um, I think that goes a long way. Uh, for instance, you know, not to say that everybody had to do this, but Momac, out of the kindness of his heart, bought, he got me a microphone. 
You know what I'm saying? It was more than just, you know, oh, your stuff is good. Oh, your stuff is good. Oh, your stuff is good. He's like, you know what? I like your stuff so much, and I appreciate your story, and we talk all the time, and I'm just doing this out of the kindness of my heart. That, to me, is is beyond just simply somebody just praising you all, all the time. But praises is cool, too. No matter what anybody says, I believe, I think, my experience is, no, my experience is that humans like feedback. Humans like to find out what other people think and feel after they've, about what they're doing. I think it's a universal human thing. Now, most times, uh, my, yeah, I think people don't, necessarily pay attention to what the feedback that they have been given and often people pay a lot more attention to the feedback they're giving themselves by whatever kind of internal voice they have that is consistently monitoring uh, what they do in other words you do something and you think you have this voice that says either you did that really well Paul you really did, you must do that again. Or else says, you really screwed that up, or you could have done that better, or whatever. The internal voice is the most powerful form of feedback that I think people have. But the external voice from other people is very powerful too. So I'm not totally surprised that people are interested in this uh, question that I raised about are you fed up with being praised too much um, and I'm but I'm now going to play a couple of pieces from uh, Ray Renati which have just come in and which are well worth me listening to and I hope you'll be pleased to listen to how Ray approaches this topic. Hey Paul, I really like this question regarding praise. Uh, I actually never get tired of it. I don't get a lot of praise on Anchor. I get praise from you, which I value so much. <laughs> I like getting praise. Uh, being a, you know, a performer by profession, I know my own strengths and weaknesses. I'm very aware of them, and uh, so to hear someone um, like you, especially you, um, recognize something I've done as a, a good thing, uh, an uplifting thing, a funny thing, whatever, I, I appreciate it completely, and uh, it means a lot to me. So, yeah. So, Paul, let me take this opportunity to praise you. First of all, you have the most incredible voice and the most... You have such an expertise with language, and that I love. I love language. I love the English language, and I love how you have developed the ability to use it in such a way 
that adds subtlety to everything you say. You're actually able to be subtly ironic, subtly humorous, subtly serious and humorous at the same time. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that ability that you have and it's quite extraordinary and unique and rare and I love it. So I just wanted to tell you that. Take care, buddy. Oh, the vicissitudes of life. You get up in the morning and you think you know what you're doing and then your client is unable to meet with you and the work can't go ahead. So you settle down in your kitchen to do some things that you have on a list and then you suddenly realize that there is an opportunity to go to a funeral which you would otherwise have missed. Yes, your sister-in-law's Auntie Joan, who died at the age of about 150. Funeral is this morning. And I nearly forgot all about it yesterday until my sister, one of my sisters, rang me and said, are you going to the removal? Now the removal takes place the night before the funeral. And I said, no, I can't go to the funeral yesterday. I was tied up, and, but I had forgotten that Auntie Joan's removal and funeral would be taking place, or I'd even forgotten when they would be taking place. So I was stymied from going to the funeral this morning because of the prior commitment I had to my client. And I suddenly find myself with time to go to the funeral. So, and then I don't know where the funeral is on. So I then ring the brother. One of the brothers, I have got three brothers. Um, so the brother tells me, no, the sister told me it was in Boherbui. The brother tells me it's at 11 o'clock. It's now two minutes past 11. And ever since he told me it was at 11 o'clock, I've been on the road. And you know, it, this is just a great way to live. I mean, I'm very fortunate, I feel, to be able to live like this, that I'm fortunate that I can take advantage of something that was outside my control in order to do something that would have been within my control but if I had only remembered it because in Ireland if you say to somebody if you have a prior appointment with somebody and you say oh look I won't be able to come because I've got to go to a funeral nobody thinks twice nobody thinks you've let them down everybody thinks your priorities are in the right place going to funerals is supersedes all other priorities with the well let's say with the exception of taking your child to hospital or if you stretch it uh, taking your spouse to hospital but other than those two things going to a funeral is the best excuse for breaking a, an appointment with somebody in Ireland. But Auntie Joan was very special. This very ancient woman 
uh, read nothing but thrillers and she wanted thrillers which would scare the living daylights out of you. I remember her as a very, very warm, comfortable person and I haven't seen her in five years I'd say but to be at her funeral is where I want to be to be gathered with family to celebrate her life that's where I want to be to be alongside my sister-in-law who's lost somebody who was very very close to her all these years and who went to visit her very very frequently yeah I, that's it I'm going exact to exactly where I want to be the only trouble is I don't know how to get there I've got to look out for a place called Boerbui and I've never been there before and I'm moving at a bit of a pace along a road that would be much smaller than most of you have ever driven along in your life so there we are and it's raining okay who knows what's the next twist in the boring of life when you're driving to a funeral in Ireland that isn't down the road from you and you're going to use Google Maps my advice is that you should make absolutely sure that there are not two places with the same name because you could easily find yourself driving an hour in the wrong direction and then have to turn around and drive back which is what happened to me you see I was going to Boher Bui now Boher is an Irish word meaning road it's a crossing of cows Bo is a cow and Har is a crossing so anyway the the a bit like you could say a bohar is a way of cows a way for cows it's a road in other words we is a color I think it's yellow but I can't be a hundred percent sure about that my Irish isn't great but I do know that it's and in that sense it would be the yellow brick road a bui. however there are two places called Boher Bui, one in County Limerick and another in County Cork and I went to the one in County Limerick and when I got to the one in County Limerick it was right beside Newcastle West and in 500 meters turn right the Boher Bui in Newcastle West is uh, just an outskirts is an outskirt I gotta turn here what does it say does it say turn left here can't possibly have said turn left. Now I gotta stop and check. So I have said to myself that I'm not meant to go to this funeral. I'd have been there in loads of time because the Boherbui in County Cork is a lot closer than the Boherbui in County Limerick. Now I've abandoned myself to the fates. So I'm driving to the where I should have been and I'll be fortunate to get there before the body's laid to rest in the in the grave at least I'll be able to pay my respects 
wherever they've gone afterwards because they will go and have sandwiches and a cup of tea in some pub or hotel. In 500 meters, turn left. Yeah. That's life. Well, I did say it was vicissitude day.